Welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads, a podcast all about beer from a West Virginia perspective. I'm Aaron McCoy here with my podcast partner, Charles Bakwe. We've waited nine long years for this to happen, and it finally has. Charleston, West Virginia finally gets its second brewery. We're so happy and so thankful that Fife Street Brewing is now open in downtown Charleston. It's so nice to discover entrepreneurs in our communities who will invest in bringing more locally made beer to us beer fans. It was a few years in the works, but when Charleston business people Lisa and Derek Godwin, Josh Dodd and Jody Driggs came together and made a plan, a brewery was certain to be the result. Aaron and I visited the new brewery to meet with two members of the ownership group. We're here with two of the Fife Street Brewing founding owners, Lisa and Derek Goblin. Welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We're happy to be here. You guys, Fife Street Brewing has been open now for about three weeks, and the city still appears to be in the midst of euphoria about this opening. You're getting lots of love, selling a lot of beer, getting excellent beer reviews, lots of great social media. So speaking as brewery owners, What's it been like for you to experience this? And Derek, we're going to start with you. Yeah, it's certainly been rewarding to see uh, how much people have been excited about this Fife Street Brewing. I think we all knew from the beginning that our beer would be well accepted. Uh, we you know, did extensive research to hire Gil, and he's been everything and more that we expected. I think what what we've been so pleasantly surprised with is and a shout out to Josh and, and Jody. The space itself, people love the space, the open windows, um, the feel of community that they have here. Josh's design work, the, the branding. Um, it's it's kind of, as much as I expected success at the beginning, it's been a little overwhelming and pleasing at the same time. I remember sitting here the first day and kind of sitting in my chair and going, wow, this really came to fruition. And it's been super exciting because of that. Lisa, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I like to see the faces when they walk in, particularly at night when the uh, sun goes down and the lights are on over at the park at Slack Plaza. Kudos to the mayor and the city of Charleston for making that happen. But when you're sitting in our brewery and you look out and you look around, you don't even feel like you're in Charleston, West Virginia. It's just amazing to see their faces and how in awe they are. It's definitely been quite a transformation. Um, I definitely want to know, has there been anything you've seen or experienced during the open weeks that you didn't expect? Is there any surprises, Derek or Lisa? Um, For me, while I knew our food menu would be well accepted, I've been pleasantly surprised at how much people like the food part of it. Um, We've had a healthy uh, lunch crowd and a healthy amount of people have come in and said they like the food and want to be a part of it. Um, I think that's been the biggest surprise as far as the brewery itself. We we knew, like I said, the beer would be well accepted and the space would be well accepted. And and But the food side is, has surprised me a little bit. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lisa? Do you have a different response? I'm surprised at all the ages that are coming in. I mean, we have people who are young families who are bringing their kids in. Uh, people graduating from college, people in college, and then older people are coming in after golfing, and um, they're coming in after work in their suits and ties, and very close or to retirement or retired. 
Um, I met Ann Saville last week. She was in here from uh, Charleston Brewing, the original Charleston Brewing, which was nine years ago. And uh, we had a great conversation at being one woman uh, brewery owner to another. Very nice. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So I know from talking to you before that um, you're both craft beer lovers. Of course, you probably wouldn't be in a craft beer brewery if you weren't. But I'm just curious as to... Uh, if you could maybe talk a little about how you got into beer and a little bit about some of your personal favorite beer styles, Lisa. Okay. Well, we, prior to about 2013 or 14, were Miller Lite and Bud Light drinkers. And so Connor, our son, was attending Marshall and wanted a home brewing kit, which he bought. And um, so we went down and he had made a beer and we tasted it and we're like, hmm, this is pretty good. What style? This is pretty good. Gosh, do you remember, Uh, Derek? The first one was an Oktoberfest, I believe. Oh, that's a good one to start with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, we had that, and then for football games, we would go to Marshall football games, and we would take him out, and he would tell us a little bit about each beer. So he educated us about it. That's a good way to learn. Yeah. And so he's actually helping our brewer brew right now. So So your son is working here. Yes didn't know that like maybe just break in here and just say a little bit about what he's doing well he's working probably around 20 25 hours a week helping the head brewer brew he's basically a cellarman right now Mm -hmm. um he's learning the whole process he's passed the cicerone test and he actually got an online brewing degree from Mm -hmm. gosh what college was that Derek? do you remember so um but yes he's working here and he loves that he was attending ohio state getting his degree and uh, PhD in cell, cell, cellular biology, and he ditched that to come work with his hands and learn to brew beer. Well, I tell you, people that have uh, biological science backgrounds do very well in brewing because yeah. it's such a, uh, you know, you've got all this fermentation going on, and to manage that, uh, biological science is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember back in 2013, he'd ask us for certain things for Christmas, and we're like, the heck's he want that stuff for? <laughs> and then we figured it out and then he he kind of introduced us to it and then that's when the craft beer craze really started hitting off after that so it was a nice introduction and i'll have to go back he did actually get his master's degree from ohio state so he does have that no oh, you've got to be very proud oh, yes absolutely and he's got to be in heaven working here he i'm sure he's just thrilled he smiles every day when he wakes up now <laughs> It had to be uh, a huge decision a couple years back when you decided to develop a brewery in Charleston. Can you give us a brief recap of how you all decided to start up a new brewery downtown specifically? Well, um, the journey started a long time ago. Um, I've told this story many times, but I've asked Lisa for like 10 years to open some kind of sports bar or something to just, I, I felt like we could do something that was fun for the community and 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 somewhere where we could hang out and I think Lisa said no maybe 10,000 times Um, (laughs) and so the magic six words came out in October of 19 which was I'll let you open a brewery Uh, and from there that's how it got started we um, for about a year or so we just did background research trying to figure out what we liked at breweries what we didn't like we would sit at the bar and watch people order, see how they would interact with the bartenders, asking about beer style, asking about, you know, what's this style, 
looking at space, looking at how much room you needed for brewing equipment fermenters, and then pared it down from there to try to find a space. Right, which is tough when you're downtown Charleston. I mean, it's pretty occupied. Well, yeah, I was curious, too, as to how you decided to locate downtown rather than in some other part of the community. Um, the, the downtown part started because we have a extreme love for Charleston. We've, we've lifetime West Virginians. We've lived here in Charleston as adults for 35 years, and we love Charleston. We think Charleston has a lot to offer that a lot of people don't see. And so we were trying to bring back Charleston, if you want to call that. I mean, it was a thriving community, and then you know, chemical plants left, coal left, and a lot of people moved away and did research as to, you know, how do you bring cities back? There was the documentary Our Towns that talked about libraries and craft breweries, and so that kind of got started with it. And obviously, and, and honestly, we never thought of anywhere else other than Charleston to have the brewery. And because there's only one brewery here. Right. So we knew that if we were going to do it anywhere it needed to be here because there's breweries in Huntington um, there's breweries in Fayetteville so we knew and going north we just needed a brewery in Charleston West Virginia mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we're, honestly we're trying to create like a little Asheville here mm, right brewery, a brewery district yes which mm-hmm. we fully support yes when well, earlier Lisa you mentioned uh, your other partners main partners Jody and Josh uh, talk a little bit about what they brought to this process as you guys uh, were deciding to to do a brewery oh my gosh we couldn't do it without them they have been instrumental in in setting it up and helping us do construction design um, so Jody is a partner with ceiling architectural firm and so he, wa- he we were talking about a brewery, and he had in his mind an urban brewery. He wanted it to be sleek, clean lines, which is exactly what we ended up with. Um, so he, he is very facility-oriented and is, has helped us with pre-construction, did all of our work. He uh, was the mediator and take, took care of all that. Josh is a, he has a web design company called Webco. So he just took our branding, our, uh, our web design, our social media, our, um, the art on the wall, the murals. I mean, he just he took all that and ran with it. So he's here on a day-to-day basis. He can do anything from put purse hooks up on a bar to help Gil brew. Um, it, we couldn't do it without them. It's got to be great to have a diversity. Yes. People. I call myself, I was thinking about this today, I'm the oldest of the three of the four partners, and I'm the only female. So I'm also the oldest in the brewery, so I'm kind of like, of all the employees, so I'm kind of like the mama bear. <laughs> That's fair. So I'm mama bearing everybody in a good way because I want everybody to be and feel like we're family. Sure, yeah. The Fife family, that's what we're calling ourselves. Yeah. Two other important members of this Fife family are your head brewer, Gil Peterson, and your general manager, John Query, maybe could you give a little comments about how you found these two folks and how you, you decided they were right for the jobs? Um, so Gil was found through a national ad that was placed on probrewer.com. I remember when we placed the ad, 
there was this buzz around Charleston. Who's placing ads? I mean, we saw all these. I know. And uh, so it was interesting just to see from placing the ad the excitement that people had that there was a potential for a brewery coming to Charleston. Um, we pro- had approximately 55 applicants or so from that ad, narrowed it down to 15, did extensive Zoom interviews, actually brought a couple candidates here uh, to visit Charleston, and couldn't be more thrilled with uh, Gil and his wife coming here. They're absolutely fabulous, and they were exactly what we needed. They're, besides the beer being great, he's very good at organizing equipment, organizing the brew house, having a vision for brew scheduling and everything else. So he's great. John um, was the manager at Swiftwater Cafe for 12 or 13 years, and he actually went to high school with our daughter. Well, from um, second grade and graduated yeah. from second grade on with our daughter, Shauna. I didn't Shana. Know she had a previous relationship. I guess I should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, so we knew him from that, um, but – he also is very well known in circles in Charleston to, as a GM. And so, uh, honestly, the first contact or point of thought was from, from Josh uh, and said, you know, we should talk to John. Yeah. And uh, he's been everything and more that we could ask for. Derek had mentioned Gil's wife, Molly. Um, she's originally from Colorado. Gil's originally from Michigan. They met and moved to Fairhope, Alabama. She hated being down there. So West Virginia was a good match for them to be here. She wanted hills, and he wanted to be closer to his family in Michigan. But there's two other women that are important, and it's uh, Josh's wife, Kristen, and Jody's wife, Rachel. They have helped us set up. They're down here on a daily basis. They're really um, instrumental in, in helping with the merchandise and organizing and setting that up and helping Josh. Josh orders the uh, merchandise, and I think he and Kristen actually pick it out together at home, maybe sitting on a sofa. I don't know because they're always here. But, um, yeah, we couldn't do it without those two either. You guys both have busy careers and day jobs outside the brewery. But I know you're also spending a lot of time here as active owner participants. How do you balance your schedules and get everything done? Has it been a challenge for you? Oh, we're really good about not getting upset or being jealous of each other's time. So if he's at work or here and I'm at home or here or at my job, then we're both okay with that because we realize that we're making sacrifices right now. We also have an excellent, as I said, Fife family. Our employees are devoted. They're stepping up. They want this to be successful. Um, and so they are, are helping us out. It, so far, pretty much everything has ran seamless. Our biggest challenge with Derek and I and our time, we have a little dog named Shelby. <laughs> and someone has to go home every night to be with the dog or feed the dog. And we're, the other one is jealous because they want to be at the brewery. So we just love it so much we want to be here. Or you can bring her to the brewery like she's upstairs right now. <laughs> that works here. Yeah. It is. It, it, we communicate well. I think that's the biggest thing is who's going here, who's coming there, who's going to this meeting, who's going home. We just have to have open lines of communication, which we've, we've done very well for 26 years. Let's dive more specifically into the roles you're playing in overseeing and managing this brewery as a business. 
Tell us a little bit more about what your responsibilities are and how you interact on a daily basis with your general manager and your head brewer. So I'm actually training to be a front of house assistant manager, I guess you can call it, in a crisis. When no other managers are available, when someone has to leave, when there's an issue, I'm the one that can fill in. Um, I think they chose me because I can work well with the patrons. I can work well with the employees. I'm kind of mama bear to everybody. And um, I've, I'm in the financial industry anyway, so I can handle the, the POS system, which is our point of sale system, and the reporting and running the reports once I'm fully trained. So I work very close with John Query. We text a lot, and um, we talk about issues ranging from I need paper towels at Sam's, are you at Southridge, to um, can you come in because I'm, I need to talk to you about a little employee issue. So, sure. so that's my role. Derek's role is more accounting. Yes. Um, my day job consists of I'm a, one of the partners of my accounting firm um, here in town. So I handle all the paperwork, accounting work, payroll side, uh, paying all the appropriate taxes for beer tax and handling all those things, working with John to get the numbers correct. Josh and I meet with Gil fairly regularly to talk about brewing schedules and uh, what's coming next, when's it coming on. Uh, so we just kind of fill in the gaps with what, what's needed. We're talking with Lisa and Derek Godwin of Fife Street Brewing Company in Charleston, West Virginia. Like any new business of this magnitude, you've likely already seen some things that need more attention or areas that may need more of your focus to help advance your business plan. Does anything come to mind in that area? Mm, we've already figured out that we need to make more beer. We can't make beer fast enough. So just today we looked at another space to, which is very close to us, to um, do some storage. And that will help us create some more room to buy a couple more fermenters. So we didn't anticipate that. We did anticipate it, but we didn't anticipate it this early. Secondarily, I think the biggest challenge for us is helping train our patrons as to the style of service here. Uh, we call ourselves a hybrid model. Um, we ask you to come in and either order a beer or sit down and order a beer. And then if you want to order food, you go up to the bar and order the food and that has been in some instances tough to to train people to do that they they don't understand why a server's in front of them and they can't order food from their server uh, but we did that intentionally just to ease the service we our model is to make sure you don't have a dedicated server there's somebody there all the time waiting on you asking for beer wanting to know if you need anything our turnaround time for food in the kitchen's been like 12 minutes, so it's really quick. Um, it's just teaching people what a brewery is that we're not a restaurant. I think that's been the biggest challenge. Exactly, because we are a brewery. We're not a restaurant. And so the the people, they just, they walk in, they stand there, they really don't know what to do. You know, we, we tell them to have a seat. A server will be with you when you're ready to order. Then follow the orange arrow on the wall to order your food. And so in their defense, they just 
have, they are not used to breweries, and that's brewery style. So we've got a long summer ahead, and as you begin to get a feel for a more normal post-grand opening business level, what are some things we may not know about you that you've planned or hope to offer at Fife Street Brewing? Maybe events, more beer, new food items, things like that. Uh, so we have a shuffleboard table ordered. It will be here sometime in the next four or five weeks, I think. And so Eric, it'll be here. Let's give them some kudos. Who's making our shuffleboard table? Uh, Black Locust, who's a local company here. They've made all our bar tops, tabletops, and they're doing the shuffleboard tables. They did our fencing outside. Fantastic company. They were very easy to work with, and they're making a custom-made shuffleboard table for us. So we'll have that for patrons. Uh, we eventually want to get to some live music, uh, maybe a couple nights a week, but we're holding off on that until we get past this first wave. And obviously we have regatta and festival playing music for us outside anyway. Uh, Sure. We just added watermelon lemonade, which is amazing. So we have a fantastic watermelon salad, and we have all the watermelon juice left over. So our chef, Andrew, came up with the idea to make watermelon lemonade. He's been playing with it for several weeks, and he nailed it. It is absolutely delicious. So it's sitting on the bar. You can see it when you walk in. It's in a special cooler that we ordered, and it is, it is absolutely delicious. But the menu is also going to be a rotating or seasonal menu. We'll take some items off. We'll add some items. As winter comes, you know, you can see some fall foods come, winter foods. Sure, based on availability right. for products. Right. Yeah. And we have a uh, high, quick popcorn machine ordered that will make air pop popcorn within... 90 seconds or so and so that'll be added as a menu item with different seasonings on it uh it's ordered it was uh, back ordered because of covid it should be here next month great exciting we're gonna call it hoppy hour (laughs) (laughs) seems fitting an important part of local brewery activity today is in the area of community involvement things that help the community beyond the doors of the brewery what are you guys planning for any kind of specific charitable activity or other types of efforts with a community focus? Could you tell us some about that? So our, our main focus and part of our, I'll call it mission statement, is to give 10% of our profits on a quarterly basis to charity. Um, Kristen, Josh's wife, is going to head up the committee that decides, along with some other folks in the community, um, who to to give that money to. Uh, What we're going to look at trying to do is help local charities that may not have a huge budget, uh, may not rely on government funds or something that we can uh, add to that and add to the community. So you need any not-for-profit that's listening to this, we're going to have an application form that you can submit your application and that committee will decide on a quarterly basis to where that money will go. That'll be on your website, Yes. Nice. Well, when you're getting a new business organized and started, um, there are often a few folks and organizations who've really stood out with the help and assistance they've provided you along the way. Are there any groups or individuals that you would especially like to recognize for the help they've provided to get Fife Street Brewing going? Oh, I think we have to thank Paul Greco, PG of, 
of Sam's Uptown Cafe. He's a very good friend of ours, and he uh, we tossed so many ideas around with him, and he let us in to look at his kitchen, his stuff, and we bent his ear so many times. Yeah, I've got a couple. Weather ground, Sam Fonda. We went down in March of last year, and he was an open book for an evening. We asked him what we do, right, what'd you do right, what'd you do wrong, and he was fantastic with helping us. and It's and helps us even today. Anytime we need any resource, he's very good at that. And we can't go without saying thanks to Nancy Bruns, the building owner. She's been absolutely fantastic, bending over backwards for us. She's the one that we're talking about the rental of the additional space from. She met with us. She's willing to work with us, and she's she's been absolutely fantastic for us. Is there some great um, individuals? Are there specific organizations aside from that? Well, sure. The, the, we met with the mayor originally before we signed any lease or looked at spaces because we wanted to see what she thought about the idea. And we had heard the rumor about Slack Plaza, so we wanted to make sure that that was going to come to fruition and that it was fully funded. And so, yeah, the mayor's office has been fantastic. The Charleston Planning Commission. Um, gosh, Derek, who it's else? The city of Charleston, just the, in general. Yeah, been. they've just been they've they've been very helpful. Um, we can't help thank them enough. Yeah, the mayor specifically has been very helpful with questions we've asked or needs that we've asked, and has been very accessible to those questions and those needs as well. This has been another episode of West Virginia Beer Roads. Derek and Lisa Godwin with Fife Street Brewing. Thank you for joining us and talking about your business. We appreciate it and wish you the best of luck. Thank Thank you. you. Happy to be here. This brings us to the close of another podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast host. Thank you for listening to West Virginia Beer Roads. West Virginia Beer Roads is a production of BrilliantStream.com.